Clever. It's not a clever title. Look, the baby doesn't like it. Mama doesn't like it. This is a waste, a of, waste of time. It's a waste of time! This is just an excuse for a mandate for the three of you. Why don't you just call each other on what the phone? What a waste of time. What do you guys even talk about? Stop wasting your time! This is the Waste of Time Podcast. I clicked it. Done been clicked. We always talk about it. We always talk about it. <laughs> yeah, Roger, every time. Did you click it? I clicked it. It's a confirmation of the click. Yeah. We had an opportunity this time to not talk about it, and uh, here we are again talking about it. Yeah, that's right. Well, I haven't gotten any negative feedback from our one and a half listeners, so... I really... <laughs> we need to like have our German listener on the podcast. I really want to know what they think. <laughs> yeah, about. you should have him or her or they on here. Yeah. It's very nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out, uh, my buddy uh-huh. actually came. Like he has friends in Germany, um, and he goes over there before COVID. He was he would go over there every year. He brought me back some souvenirs, some some chocolate, and some some like a shot glass and some other shit. Nice, yeah, German shit, huh? Some How do you get a hold of that? Some German swag. Read right up in there and just grab that schwa and bring it right back. <laughs> Get, that schwa. <laughs> Get that schwa. Get that schwa. So what's shit. been happening, guys? Reese, you've been like in um, like been in-law lock, land. in-law Siberia. Uh-huh. We haven't, yeah. we haven't heard hiding her hair of you. Well, no, I didn't even get a podcast. It's going to be hard putting out a Reese's Peace these days. Because, uh, you know, the wife is home, like, every night, regular time now. Yeah, welcome to life. <laughs> I know, it's weird. Welcome to our life. <laughs> it's real weird. Prison. Real weird. It's, uh, it's <laughs> eternal eternal purgatory is what it is. Nah, I, don't, I don't think it'll be that bad. <laughs> we'll be getting our steps in. Uh, God, I was just watching a How I Met Your Mother episode, and they were talking about the bachelor party. And they're like, there's always got to be the eternal optimist. And then there's always got to be the guy who's jokingly ragging on marriage the whole time. And, like, it just flashes to the guy like, all right, buddy, enjoy this one day until the rest of your life is over. (laughs) 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 Kidding. Um, But he's not wrong. (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) It's not so bad. No. It's, it's, It's been pretty quiet up in here for the last two years. But for the next two years... Less quiet. Yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff. Well, you guys, Blevins, you've been radio silent for like a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't know. I just I don't really have anything worth saying, to be honest with you. You've been, like, you've been moving some shit around, clearly. I mean, you're doing this podcast from atop your uh, drum set. Yeah. Yeah, I'm leaned over on the snare drum with the mic, and then the, uh, the laptop is on the tom up above it and, uh-huh. um, i'm just sitting on the throne bent over <laughs> it's pretty cool i gotta lean real far in here to get to the mic otherwise i sound like i'm in another room doing this so here I am. it looks like you're doing like a chimp impression like hunch over like hoo, hoo, hoo. yeah i'm barely on the screen see i can't i can't get this thing figured out to be <laughs> like where it needs to be i don't there know what know. i'm doing I'm, I'm, this thing is barely hanging on to this tom up here. <laughs> so where's the desk? Uh, you she used got to have a desk. 
Yeah, it's Shh. gone. I got rid of it. It's gone. Yeah. Get that shit out of here. Don't yeah, we just don't need it. I don't that. need it. It's just taking up room. The thing was a pile of shit. Got rid of the cat tower. Got rid of the cats. Uh, got rid of all kinds of shit in here. So well, now it's got just no a, more cats. Well, they're outside now. Living their, in uh, the outdoors. Living their yeah. best life. Yeah, and they disappear for days at a time, and I don't know if they're dead or not, but <laughs> then they'll come back one day. Dude, they probably like found another family and shit. Well, Sherlock almost got in a cat fight, or he was in a cat fight the other night. I fell asleep on the couch watching a movie, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. I just heard like banshees screaming. <laughs> dude, those and were I, intense. Yeah. Dude, it was like it was like two women just yelling at each other. Is what it sounded <laughs> like, and so I, I I went up to the front window, and it's like pitch black. And then I turn on the porch light and I open the front door and I look out and he's like standing like 20, 30 feet away from me in the neighbor's driveway, looking out into the middle of the street. And so I call him over and he comes over and he's all like timid. His tail was fucking bushed out. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he was all fluffed up and, uh, and I'm petting him. I'm like, what's up, man? You all right? You know, it's like, you know, so you're screaming at two in the morning, right? You can shut up. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, and then I look out in the street and there's like this cat walked out from behind, like where the bush was in my yard and I could see him and he just stood there staring. And then Rugburn came out, she, you know, that pussy, she's fucking hanging out by a fence and she comes out, her tail's all bushed up. She's not even in the fight. Like, what are you all worked up about? So I got the two cats around me and I'm looking out at this one out in the streets. So then I just stood up, started walking out towards him and, and then he took off running. Mm. But yeah. Cats are so weird, man. They're stupid. <laughs> They're such dumb animals. <laughs> I don't They're know, so man. So strange. I want a dog. I don't I mean, I like my cats. Don't get me wrong, like when I when I was out there, I felt like I had to defend my cats. You know what I mean? Like I was looking for this other one. Like, where's the motherfucker that's messing with my two cats right now? <laughs> but then when it's just them, I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> I want you gone. I just don't like him. But I do at the same time. Definitely more of a dog person myself as well. Yeah, yeah. I want a dog so bad. I've wanted a German Shepherd for like ten years, and we've just never either had the place or the wherewithal to like raise one you know what i mean yeah and then we had the house but then tessa didn't want a dog so we got the cats because that's what she wanted and then it drove me nuts so then we moved them outside and now i just wish that we had gotten a dog but then tessa's like well now that's gonna be too many because we got the cats and i'm like well really we don't have to keep feeding them like they can <laughs> they can find their own shit and then i'll feed the dog but i don't think she wants to yeah, really. I mean, what is a cat? Like, you put food and water out for it, and what else do you do? Yeah, and they don't even eat it half the time. Yeah, because they're out slaughtering birds and mammals. Yeah. Small Dude, mammals. Sherlock... No, well, Sherlock's just an idiot. Like, he forgets <laughs> his food is where... The, like, we put the food and the and the water in the back, because that's where we originally moved them. We figured, like, for them to feel safe, put them in the backyard, you know, and then they'll run around and do their shit. So we put yeah. water and food out there, thought they'd be fine. Well, one day Sherlock was out front and he's at the front door meowing because he got lost and he was hungry. He couldn't find his food. And I was like, dude, go back where you came from and it will be there. Like you're in the wrong side of the house. You're, what are you doing? And so she felt bad, grabbed him a bowl of food and brought it to him. And he's like just lapping it up. And she comes in and she's like, oh, he was just hungry. He just wanted something to eat. They go around back and get your fucking food. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's right Damn. there. Flea bags. Yeah, he's just an idiot. Out, you know, starting fights. Cats. Dude, I got on a list for this random dog breed. Um, it's like a three or four year list. It's called an Appenzeller Senenhund. 
What? Watch your mouth. Yeah. One more time. Appen. Appenzeller. Senenhund. I can't spell the last Senen- one. It sounds Hund. German. It's Holy Swiss. Ballsack. Appenzeller. Yeah. Is it Anyways, a big dog or a little dog? Uh, it's like a mid-sized, bigger dog. Um, they're from the Swiss Alps. They've got a little bit better um, health. So they're kind of, they look like. Uh, oh, Reese's oh, Chanus. Sh- so they it's look. Shown us your search now. Yeah, they look yeah. like a Bernese Mountain Dog. Like it's called. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's the same like color pattern. Um, Looks like they're mixed with Rottweilers. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Got the Rottweiler color pattern. Yeah, he's got uh, the same. Well, the same brown eyebrows, the same muzzle. Other than the white yeah. stripe, it's like a yeah. pit bull. It almost looks like a pit bull Rottweiler mix. Kind of does. Yeah. He's got the same ears as a Rottweiler. Yeah. The same kind of down the forehead stripe and then opening around the nose and then the chest coloration, that's all Pitbull all the way. But then the rest of better. it. I would say this was a mutt. I know, right? Well, it's the it's that, um, they call it the Swiss cross. <laughs> it's like a very distinct. Oh, and they're giant. Right. Huh. I just like, I just did it on a whim. And then what else? I'm on a list for a, um, okay. See, now I don't like that. Nova Scotia. It just swapped Duck. you guys, and that irritates me. I don't mean to interrupt you, but now you guys are on different sides. Did it do that to no, you No, it didn't do that to me. What the fuck is happening? Right, on a, anyway, on a list for a Nova Scotia duck <clears throat> trolling retriever. <laughs> Reese, look that. I like, Reese's I like how Josh, Josh looks at Reese's picture like, look it up. <laughs> look it up. Nova Scotia. Wow, that came up right quick. Duck I trolling. I just typed in Nova Scotia, and it was the first thing. Wow. So yeah, I don't know. Big I just like listening. I'm just like I, I'm just like yeah. Let's get an interesting dog and not like, you know. Oh, everybody's pretty. like, oh, adopt, don't shop, and I'm just like, yeah, fuck off, <laughs> do whatever I want. Yeah, shop. I mean, those dogs that are being sold like that, they need a home too. Yeah, people are still breeding them, and it's people's livelihoods and stuff. So you know what? Yeah, that's a pretty like dog. A, it just looks like a brown border collie mixed with yeah. a lab or something. Like a like, golden retriever. Like golden retriever. Like a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I like their faces a little bit more expressive, and uh, yeah, because uh, Goldens kind of look dumb to me sometimes. I I agree, I agree. No, yeah, that's a good looking dog. I'm like I'm super into. Uh, well, they 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 categorize um, just all of them as like. Uh, pit bulls, right? But ah. I don't know. I just love pitties. <laughs> like dude. these guys. This is what my dog looks like. Yeah, he's fucking adorable. Yeah, dude. I some of the some of the sweetest, like most <clears throat> just teddy bear dogs I've ever been around have been pits. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, my buddy. See all the striping down the chest on those though. Yeah, that just reminds yeah. me of that one he was looking at. Yeah, yeah for real. My dog, same way. She's got the same stripes. That's a big pit bull trait. And then even down the forehead, I mean, none of these are showing it, but a buddy of mine and then a couple other people I've known that had them had the stripe right down the center of their forehead, and then it flared out around the nose. Yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty common. 
and the ears are that same floppy forward looking ears and stuff. I, I wonder if that's what that mix is. The the first one that Josh mentioned. No man, it's straight from fucking Switzerland, <clears throat> straight from the Swiss Alps. Yeah, but I mean, there might be pit bulls and shit over there too, though. Um, I mean, my cousin Reason bought a French bulldog and he didn't go to France for it. Well, no, I know, but like, <laughs> it's pretty hard in the states. Like the per- the breeder that I found, and there's not that uh-huh. many breeders. Like they got their female like straight from Switzerland. Holy shit! Well, I guess that'll prevent inbreeding a little bit. It helps, but yeah, they're kind of hard to find. But so yeah, this is like the another. There's a few breeds that are that all look kind of the same, but mm-hmm. uh, they're all from over there. Huh. But yeah, these Bernese, man, they're fucking stricken with the disease. They're goddamn big is what they are. Christ. I like Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Oh, Dude, those yeah. are dope dogs. I've always wanted one. My dad had a buddy that had two of them, and they were fucking badass. Those are lion hunting dogs right there. They're dope. Yeah, okay. Uh, we don't want to... We're going to wait a few years at least until he's like wanting a puppy wanting a dog and like mm-hmm. actually you know yeah. he's he's still little now so he's still a handful himself it probably won't be long i mean liam was like he loved dogs when he was like two and i think he wants one now there's a neighbor that has a german shepherd which like i said that's what i've always wanted and he's a puppy i mean he's adorable he's got these big old fat paws but he's still like a little guy you yeah, know he's yeah. and he's he's just like really soft looking and fluffy uh-huh. And every time Liam sees him, he gets all excited and wants to run over and pet him and shit. So I keep I keep going like, "Do you want a dog? You want a dog? Yeah, let's get a dog. Let's go get one. Let's go get one." <laughs> well, we, it's, it's not that easy, but we don't just go grab one. I mean, we'd go get that yeah. one if you want. <laughs> I don't know that he would like that. Dude, What's the deal with the with the German Shepherd legs? They always look like they're like they're like crouched. They have kind of shorter. Back they have shorter back legs and longer front legs. Just how they yeah. were bred. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, a really, you know, well, uh, hip dysplasia is a big issue with a lot of breeds that are larger and work. It's a lot of big dog things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then if you, like, inter- inbreed too much to, like, keep the perfect breed standard, then, like, I know that really, you know, hard, you know, like, clean breeding lines of Germans can get hip dysplasia. Same as, same as. Uh, like goldens and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, labs are prone to that a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you get back problems and then wiener dogs. Uh huh. They're all back. Yeah. <laughs> I got back problems too. I wonder if that's <laughs> You're a damn wiener dog. Yeah. It's probably because you're bending over talking into a microphone on a, on a set of drums. Yeah, that ain't helping. Yeah. Yeah, you got a little be wiener. better off sitting got a little on wiener the floor. In you. I wonder if this seat will lower anymore. Got a little wiener in you. Got That's a little wiener in you. <laughs> That's it. Shazow. Um, What's with that balloon behind you there, Dewey? Oh, they're like, yeah, they're remnants from Theo's first birthday party. It's not a balloon. It's like a little lantern. like Oh, like the Japanese lantern yeah. type things. Yeah, like... <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what to make was, that was either. That, was that racist or what? It was kind of racist. I it actually like it was supposed been... to be like a like a like an Asian like sound effect, but it sounded more like um, 
It sounded more like Seinfeld, like uh, yeah, the, yeah, it sounded like the intro, <laughs> or like background music to a porno. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Rich Hardwood starring in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> why? Why are the lanterns in the background? But no, yeah, we like decked out the place for his first birthday. So you kept him alive for a whole year. Yep. Yep. I succeeded. You succeeded. Yep. Very good. He's a good boy. He's walking, running around, saying Can stuff. Can he say fuck you yet? Oh, uh, I gotta watch myself because he probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's a smart little shit. Yeah, I bet. Does Liam have a have a sailor mouth on him there, Blevins? Uh, he did for a moment there, and we nipped that in the bud real fast. Yeah. I just taught him, you know, don't say bad words. Now when I do it, he always tells me, Daddy, don't say that. That's a bad word. <laughs> like, he tells me to stop. Like, when I get mad and stuff, he always yeah. tells me, Dad, don't be like that. Don't act don't like, like that. Don't be like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I told and I that's what I told him, because I got mad once in the car, and, uh, and I yelled, and it upset him or whatever. And so then I, I apologized to him, and then I, I told him, I said, if I ever do it again, if I ever yell, if I ever get mad, you you tell me, say, Dad, don't you talk like that or don't act like that. <laughs> and he has, I mean, <laughs> religiously, ever since that day. Like, anytime I get mad, he always comes up to me, and he's like, Dad, don't act like that. Don't don't be like that. And I'm like, and I, I'm still mad, typically, so I kind of want to be like, listen, you little shit, why don't you fuck off, let me be mad. But then at the same time, I'm like, you are right, you know, like, you're yeah. being a bigger man than I am right now, and you're three, so yeah. I can't get mad at him for it. But yeah, he he said, he's never, like, cussed intentionally, like, as a bad word. He just would say it because he heard me say it, Yeah. and and when Tessa heard that, she asked him what what did you just say and so he's he said it again but this time you know it was like real timid and low volume because he's like now i don't know if i should say this again but he didn't know it was bad so then she gets me and i gotta sit down and explain to him like daddy says stupid things don't say things daddy says and if daddy says it tell me to not say it and again he's done that ever since tells me i have I have a master plan. Alyssa and I have kind of talked about this, and I I have been warned several times that my plans will change. But my master plan is not to censor myself in front of my kid and and the wife do the same thing. And hopefully we can just teach the kid that you can say whatever you want, just know that there's a time and a place for those specific words. But I'm pretty sure that that plan is probably going to bite me in the ass. Oh, it will. I, I would put money on it. (laughs) Because <laughs> he's going to say it's it in a place that a seems... Line. Yeah, it's too complex of a line of thought. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is, like, what is your guys' idea of time and place versus other people's idea of time and place? Like, if you're saying, I'm not going to filter, like, you could be in the house and be like, ah, what the fuck is that? You know, and the next time he's yeah. at school, something will happen. He'll look over and go, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And it's like, his idea is normal because <laughs> you didn't think it was a big deal. But the teacher, <laughs> on the other hand, yeah. she might right. see that a little different. So, that's true. That's true. See, the thing I see it as is, like, look at all of us. We all swear when we talk, right? Yeah. Like, did your parents really swear all the time in their normal conversation? Probably Tons. not. Yeah. Tons. What? Dude, my yeah. dad My dad swore when he was mad, but he didn't. He wasn't like, yeah, the other day I went to the fucking store, and I was just okay, fucking right. walking through there, sure. and I okay. saw this, this shit over there, and I was like, oh, that's fucking garbage. You know, like, he didn't talk like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And he'd like... It, 
Okay. Like, they didn't use the word like all the time either. Yeah. I remember when yeah. that became a thing in school. I still remember when it was weird to me and a lot of people when girls and stuff, for whatever reason, would be running around going, like, I don't know, like, what was going on. And, like, I went out. Yeah. And we were all thinking, why the fuck can you not stop saying the word like, you know? But you look at everybody now, and it's become a normal part of conversation. And so the word fuck is dropped like every other word. The word like is dropped almost every other word. That's all yeah. normal shit, you know? But... I didn't get raised up on that, and yet somehow I still am a part of that progression in language. So I view it as I would rather teach him to not say those things young and to know that they are wrong and then be prepared for the time when he comes home and he's like, Dad, I'm fucking tired of this fucking shit. I just want to go to my fucking friends. You know what I mean? And know that, like... I'm gonna whoop his ass for saying it, but at the same time, it was—it's a—it's the natural progression of him being in his environment and school and shit. And it wasn't because I was, you know, teaching my three-year-old kid how to cuss when I was, yeah. you know, raising it. That's the way I look at it, I guess. And it's gonna be hilarious when he comes home and says that. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be—that's gonna be fun for me because I'm gonna have to get some creative ideas on how to punish. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that to laugh. shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, See, I'm, I'm taking away your Venom action figure. You're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're 17 now. I'm putting them away. <laughs> You're done. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, like, trying to find the funny in, in the shit he does. Because mm-hmm. I know that, like, I do the same kind of shit or did the same kind of shit. So in my mind, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, I, I expected you to do this. Like, if you didn't do it, I'd probably be more concerned than the fact that you're doing these things. But I'm on the other side of it now. So I'm going to come up with very creative ways to punish you and make you feel this, even though I know it's not really your fault. Like, it was all inevitable, but I want you to remember it. <laughs> and then hopefully you'll do the same thing to your kid, you know? Like, you know it's coming, but at the same time, you just get creative in the things you do or whatever to try to punish them. And I've got yeah. years to figure it out, so. Yeah, you've got like a while. Mm-hmm. You've got a while. But I, I always yeah. like the idea of that. Do you, you swear in front of your parents now, both of you? I do. Yeah, yeah. my dad doesn't like it. He doesn't I like say, it? well, no, because you know how I always say, Jesus Christ. You know how I say that? He, oh, dude, he hates that. Oh, he doesn't like it. Every that, time okay. I say, oh, Jesus, or Jesus Christ, he goes, well, you don't, you don't want to say that. Don't. Don't say that. That's don't blaspheme, Blevins. You, yeah, you don't use the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> I go, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I know what I'm saying. I'm not. That's the thing. Is like, I'm not. I'm not saying it in a way that's like, oh Jesus, you know, like you did it. It's just like a. It's. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's an exclamation. Yeah, he makes it out like I'm using it to, to, to. I don't know, sin on purpose or whatever, or like. Or say something bad about God. That's not what I'm doing. It's just a. It's just a term. You know. It's just something that's used. Yeah. All right, Dewey. What about you? Oh no. Yeah. I. I <clears throat> me and my dad curse all the time together. We just. We <laughs> it's just. What they, it's what they do together. Just, that's their bonding. We just shoot. The, we shoot the shit. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not. It's not censored or anything. My mom. I mean. Yeah. Well. I mean. We don't. Just, just if it happens, it happens. It's not. Nobody ever says anything one way or the other. Yeah, we're all adults. Okay. We just we talk. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you dropped an f bomb in front of either of your parents? 
I shouldn't. I shouldn't be saying f bomb. The fuck word. I don't know if I remember. There was nothing like I was raised in a pretty like, you know, you're your own person and like I was. You know, I I had a lot of liberty as a little kid and like just to figure out my own shit and just to like be treated like a higher age bracket than I was just because like there was a lot of expectations to just like, Hey, mind your shit. (laughs) Basically (laughs) like as a little kid, it's just, uh, that probably would be an expression that came out of my mom's mouth. Just, Hey, watch your shit. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) like, uh, uh, okay. Like you're better than that. Like do better. You know what I mean? So it's like, like you drop a fuck and she's like, "Hey, watch your shit." Yeah, yeah. Pretty you much. watch your fucking mouth when you're watch talking. To me. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's good oh, shit. Good movie. Um, I don't remember. No, nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Blevins. Uh, no, my well, my dad only ever swore when he was mad. I mean, he was mad a lot. So I mean, there was a lot of swearing going on. But but he he only swore. During that, it was weird as like my whole childhood, my dad cussed so much because he just he yelled a lot, you know, and yeah. when he got mad, it was just all swear words. But then you talk to him now and he's always like, no, you, you don't talk like that. You know, don't use bad language and stuff. And it's like, huh. but anytime you're mad, you're all about cussing <laughs> like you, you turn into a sailor. But then when right. you're not mad, you turn around and say shit like, you know, don't don't say those things. Don't talk like that. It's yeah. like, but you do it. I mean, yeah, it's I would the rather you, looking in. I, yeah, I would rather you just, you know, be honest with yourself and what you do and be, you know, and not give me a hard time for it rather than play the hypocrite. And then I've literally seen you do it for 30 years and then you turn around and act like you don't when you're not mad. Like, that doesn't make sense. I swear either way, you know? Yeah. I know it's not good. I tell my son that. I tell, you know, it's, you, we, it's not good to swear. But daddy sometimes does it, you know, try to, and I just tell him, like you said, or, you know, be better than me, be a better person than daddy. And if daddy does it, tell me to stop. Cause then you can remind me to not do it anymore. But my, my dad's different. He's just like, but he's all, he also got back into going to church. And so okay. he's going to these Bible studies and they're all brainwashing him and telling him what he needs to be thinking and doing and shit. So it, of course, him. of course he runs around, you know, regurgitating <laughs> everything that like, they Ooh. told him. <laughs> Well, because what is this? I mean, think about School it. He, over here, <laughs> my dad's in his fifties. He went how long without you know preaching all this stuff, and he was fine. He lived by his own standards and what he wanted to do. He still believed in God the whole time, and then all of a sudden, the last three years, he's going to to these Bible studies, and it's like, hey, you need to be going here. You need to be going and doing this. You need to think about that stuff. Do these kinds of things, and they'll help. It's like, shut up. <laughs> You do what you want to do. If you want to be a part of that, I'm not part of your Bible study or your group, man. Like, that's on you. But keep it on your side. <laughs> I hate forced religion. I hate forced mentality and thought process. Like, I, I think yeah. if you if you think one way, that's great. You know, think that way. I'm not gonna tell you don't. Yeah. But yeah. don't don't try to cram it down my throat. You know, like that shit just bothers me. Even if it's my own dad, like you just. And I tell him that. I, 
Straight up, I, I go yeah, out. Yeah, I feel like he does. <laughs> like, I feel like he gets a pass because he's like your dad, and he raised yeah. you, and he yeah, you know, he to a your, degree, he wiped your butt. You know what I mean? Like that. But you, here's the you get a pass thing, though, if you wipe but, anybody's butt. You get a pass. But I know the difference between him doing a fatherly advice thing and just preaching, spitting out the shit that he just heard at last Sunday's meeting. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because sure. you can tell it's like rehearsed. Like, because all of a sudden he starts like. He starts saying lines and stuff that are things that aren't the way he would naturally word stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I've known my dad my entire life, obviously, (laughs) and I've never heard him talk like that. I know it's it's surprising to hear me say something like that until you know about my mom. And then then you realize, oh, yeah, you can not know a parent your entire life. (laughs) Uh, Right. But uh, it's it's weird, like, when he's... Yeah, no, dude, we went to the taco shop today. I made a really... It's kind of... Ironic, we're talking about that. I'll tangent real quick. We went to Taco <laughs> Shop to get lunch. I remember telling you guys in the past, that's where we found out she was working. Well, she hasn't been there for a while. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I asked the lady today, I go, you guys know Paula's where she's at or whatever? That's my mom, by the way. And yeah. uh, and they're like, no, she doesn't work here anymore. I go, what's she up to? Anybody heard anything? And she goes, well, I think she's taking care of her, her grandkids. <laughs> and oh. I said, oh, that's weird. I didn't know she took care of kids. <laughs> and, oh, and, the, and the lady standing there had this weird fucking look on her face because she's at the register, you know. And I and I laughed and she didn't. And then my buddy was with me. He was kind of just chuckling over there because he knows everything, too. And uh, right. and I go, so I'm assuming that's Carrera's kids, right? And she goes, yeah, yeah, Carrera's kids. I go, what's Carrera doing? Oh, I think she's working at some restaurant. I go, oh, so that makes sense then. You know, my mom's taking care of somebody else's kids, and then she's not taking care of her own kids. That, that makes sense. Uh-uh. She didn't like that one either. And then later on, it dawned on me, like, why would this lady know what they're both doing if they both don't work there anymore? Yeah. Unless yeah. she knows my mom and is associated with her. And I was like, that's why I got so fucking awkward in the room, because everybody yeah. in the building got weird. When yeah. I started saying that. And then at one point, like, I, I was joking with, with Jason, who was with me. And I looked over randomly. And I go, Mommy? Like, like she was there, <laughs> but she wasn't. And I said it hella loud in the whole fucking place. And, like, they were, they were all just really weird. Like, when I first initially talked about her, everybody was cool. And then when I started talking shit about her and, like, making jokes of just abandonment and stuff, nobody liked yeah. it. They got nobody really weird. It. And I didn't I get it. That. I didn't get it till like, the drive home. It dawned on me. Like, oh, dude, they all probably are fucking... That's probably why she got the job there. She knows everybody that's working in the building. Uh, and that's why they start... It, you know. So your sister's in town, too? She moved back, apparently. She, she yeah. was working at the taco shop. That's how I found out. And you got nephews? Wait a second. Nephews you don't know about? Uh, she has two... Carrera has two kids, and Portia has two kids. But Portia's still in Kansas, so Carrera's the one that's moved back. But I found that out when my mom hadn't been at the taco shop. And I said, Paul's still working here? And they go, no, she left. She hasn't been back in like three or four weeks. Her, her and Carrera haven't come back. And I said, Carrera, she's here? They go, yeah, she she moved back and was working here a couple weeks ago. And then they both just left. And I was like, Jesus, I don't know what's going on here. I didn't know my sister w- was back. Hey, and what's up, are, buddy? Those are your half-sisters, PJ right? Mask. Yeah. PJ yeah. Mask. <laughs> nice. Got a drink? PJ Mask. PJ Mask. What the hell is PJ Mask? PJ Mask. It's where's the camera at? It's like a cartoon thing. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, PJ Mask. It's good to grow fruit and veggie blend. How about that? That's <laughs> like. It looks like a little can, uh, can wave. Looks like a little Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a gecko, a cat, and a rat, or I don't know, a cockroach, something like that. 
<clears throat> anyways so yeah so that was my little story of you know talking about my mom but my main thing yeah. i was trying to get at, i think was uh my dad do you like, remember telling me your first cuss out like get, yeah yeah like, i yeah yeah i don't, th- I don't think i ever really had a cuss out with with my dad i mean well, i've like, had an argument with my fuck. dad but i don't yeah i don't know I was really like good about not swearing around him because if I did, I'd got in trouble. Yeah, Even though sure. he's cussed like a sailor, because he's at mad a all certain the time. age. Oh, I do right? remember one of my first ones where I like openly like cursed, and I did it intentionally. And my mom tried to make me eat soap. She uh, went that route. Well, that's fucked up. And I've the had hand, to do that once. the hand soap. That is fucked up. And so I just made a game out of it, and I just the liquid like liquid hand ate, soap. Yeah. Yeah, oh, shit. and I ate a bunch of it in front of her. She like made me do do a pump. I was just like a little asshole. I was just like, oh, this is great. I just did like fourteen <laughs> pumps and just ate it. And just was an asshole, uh, and she never made me do that again. Yeah, and how old you, were you when uh, you got out of the hospital? Uh, I don't. Remember. <laughs> she learned her lesson. I don't remember. No, nothing happened. I might have shit my brains out, but I don't remember that. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you're Fucking squeaky day. clean. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to take a bite out of like a, a bar of soap. It was like a dove bar of soap when uh, I was in like Yeah. Uh, yeah mine was mine was a bar of Irish Spring and it wasn't even my dad. Mm, Irish I was at a friend's house and they what? heard us cuss. And so they yeah, it was like my friend's mom made me put soap. Oh, that's in my old school discipline. That's old school yeah, discipline. She didn't give yeah. a fuck. She was like the two you swore, the two you're choking on it. And so she gave us and she didn't have like a bar of soap cuz she had the pump shit. And she wasn't like, I'm going to make you eat liquid soap. Because <laughs> I think that's a little weird. That but is she weird. Because she came from like the bar of soap in the mouth thing. You yeah. know, like the Christmas yeah. store. You sit there for 10 minutes with it in your mouth. So she yeah. went up in the shower where people have been scrubbing oh. their bodies with it. Oh, my pulled God. Pulled down this bar of Irish Spring. Oh, my God. I remember just, it because it was very short, fresh. Let me just pull the short and curly bar. off. Yeah. Yeah. She just rinsed it underwater real, real fast and then handed it to us. It it's was soap. It's self-cleaning. Yeah, it was like taking a uh, mouthful of Comet. Dude, it was horrible. <laughs> With a little bit of dick and balls on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hacking up some hair. Good shit. Oh, that's fucked up. I remember, no, I, didn't get, I didn't get hit as a little kid. Luckily. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wish I had your childhood. No, yeah, they gave me freedom. I didn't get yeah. hit. Were you living in a hippie hit. family? Jesus I didn't get Christ. Hit. Nothing. No, no hippie family. But my yeah, mom. Yeah, well, I got the ride on the bus when we yeah. were going down the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> she did. I was an asshole one time, and she did go to slap me in the face. And I was probably like, I don't know, 11, 12, 13. I don't know. I can't remember. I have a terrible memory. But all yeah. I did was I just it was just instinctual. I just the slap was coming. I was just was like click, just lifted my <laughs> hand up and blocked my face. What do you expect? Good job, block that shit. What do you expect a person nice. to do? Did you get it with that hook? Rope dope. Just rope dope. I thought, dude. I swear, I thought the story was coming. I slipped it. Fucking just got her in the fucking jaw and then hit her in the. Went in for the kidney shot. Put her to the ground. Did a little ground and pound. Put her out. Uh, Gave her the 10 count, and it was game over. So, bitch, the fuck you think you're doing? (laughs) Little flying elbow. Yeah, just Uh, beat the shit out of his mom. No, no, it was just a simple block. And then we we just, like, linked eyes, and it was just, that was over. It was over. I don't know. (laughs) You had one of those fucking touche moments right there? Touche. Or she went to slap uh, you, you blocked it. She's like, all right. All right, all right. right. That was like a, a coming-of-age moment yeah, right yeah. there. 
like I a, suppose. A corner had been turned. She gave Probably, me one of those yeah. rapper those rapper calls. I see you. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Uh, making a name for himself. Yeah, yeah. Out here on the street. You know she had an inkling of, of pride right there. Like she was probably mad, but at the same time, she's like, that's my boy right there. Yeah. He don't just checked s- that slap. Don't check slap and never check. lost eye contact. <laughs> it was, dude. I was just like, it was like slow motion for me. I was just like, shink, just block my face. Just hand come up real slow. Just, nope. No, thank nope. you. I don't want that. Not today. I don't want that. Not today. <laughs> After. I'm almost done. Easy. Anyway, what do they got going on? I have no idea. I'm trying They're to eat food. They're like, something. "We're starving. We haven't eaten in 14 hours." Yeah, I don't. I don't feed my family. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Oh I keep man, the those cowboy steaks. Down. Oh jeez, I want more what of is those. A cowboy steak. Oh god, explain it to him. <laughs> He's got it on lockdown. So it's a cut off of tri-tip. That's okay. It's a thin cut, and then they uh, tenderize it. And they make these like a bunch of little tiny slices all the way across the top and bottom, and then they soak it in a cowboy marinade and then dry season it with it's mm. called like a bubba sauce. Ugh. It is like candied steak when it's you get so done barbecuing. Good. It. Oh my god! Oh man! Fun fact, so Reese. I don't think you know this. I went up. Um, yeah, Blevins wasn't texting us back, so I just we just jumped in the car and <laughs> just showed up on his doorstep, knocked on the door, said, "Hey, we're staying the weekend." <laughs> Um. Yeah. So we fun fact: that. we weren't home. Uh, <laughs> we were out of town that weekend. <laughs> we were out of town that weekend. I just broke the window and stayed in his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There I came go. home to him in my in my PJs. Yeah, I gotta consult Josh of where he got these wonderful sheets. <laughs> no, yeah, they came they came down and stayed. So I went to R and R Meats and got a bunch of good stuff. We bought tri tips and uh, chicken, and then I got those cowboy steaks. Yeah, nice. We ate that good. for like the whole the whole time. Yeah. Oh man. They're pre-done, or you do all that. Uh, what do you mean, like, like you buy it with all the marinade and all? Oh the yeah, yeah. R and R meats is like a, a butcher shop we have here, and they just have the best meats you could dream of. I mean, their tri tips oh. are unbelievable. Their chicken is fucking. They have pineapple chicken, like a sweet smoky chicken. Mm. Uh, I used. Mm. What did I get? I got us ranch tri tip mm. um, this time around, but last time I got a Greek tri tip. Mm. Um, they do. They have so much shit there. They have an Asian style tri tip. They've they've got all kinds of shit. Oh, I'm And then sold. Uh, the cowboy steaks. Stuff. I just tried the before you guys came up. We did a big barbecue, and I saw them in there, and I was like, I just got to try it. So I bought one, and it was like one of the best things I've ever tasted. It the the marinade is so good, like it almost feels like it's bad for you. There's so much good flavor <laughs> there, you know. Oh yeah. Because so it like we smoked it kind of on our on my barbecue, and it. It kind of comes out like candied meat. Like, if you've ever had, like, candied bacon, you know how it's got that tacky, like, yeah. sticky residue on the outside? That's kind of how these turned out. They're just, they're so good. So good. That sounds tasty. Mm-hmm. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Mm, me too. I'm after my feeding window, man, so you just, you just You're feeding me over the edge. <laughs> got my feed where's, jug on. Where's yours? Uh, Mine, mine's seven. So I still got to six. I got oh, ten to six. Six o'clock yours? Yeah. Ten to six? Mm. Why ten to six? Why not just six? I feel like the ten the ten makes it kind of a weird 
number to try to six to no, 10. no 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 10 a.m to 6 p.m that's the window oh oh because it's it's like 10 minutes to 6 p.m no, we are no, right that's not, so no, on my yeah. end i'm like 5 50 to 9 50 <laughs> i see what you're saying that's okay silly. 10 to 10 to 6 i got you so are you doing an eight hour fast or an eight hour feeding window too, Blevins? Or you do like a six hour? I don't know. I just don't eat past seven o'clock at night ever. And then uh, yeah. I don't eat food till my first break at work, which is usually between nine and 10 o'clock. So however many hours that is, I don't really do it off of a certain amount of time. I don't care. I just, yeah. I just don't eat past it's seven more, o'clock at it's night. It's more about the evening time versus Yeah, it's like more about fasting. like, exactly. It's more about not bringing in food before I go to bed. And then yeah. in the morning, I don't really eat breakfast, and it's just I'm fine till I have my first break, whenever that is, and then I just yeah. have my cup of cottage cheese, and that's about it. Cottage cheese. Yeah, and then uh, after that, I wait till lunch, and then I then I eat like a, a meal, you know, yeah. my first real meal of the day, because my cottage cheese is like I don't know what maybe like a quarter cup or like two thirds of a cup of cottage cheese, something like that. Yeah. I don't know the exact measurement, but it's a very small amount. Yeah, it's a holdover. Yeah, because my lunch is usually only a couple hours after that. So I've gone that long without eating. The cottage cheese basically just makes me feel fine for another two hours, and then lunch comes, and I eat a salad with some chicken on it and shit, and that's about it. That checks out. Yeah, that, checks out. <laughs> yeah, that, checks. that tracks. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, we got any topics today? Um, yeah, I do, have, I do have a bunch of topics. Um, I was actually really curious why... I mean, this is more of like a singular topic um, or, or uh, yeah, just a question for Blevins. Why don't you like Joe Rogan? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. I don't not like Joe Rogan. You mean okay. like his podcast or? Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I think he's at one just, point. He's just kind of a weird guy. Like a yeah. lot of people don't really know much about him, but they know what they do know of, of him makes them like him, you know, because they're like, oh, he was a Fear Factor host. He's a uh-huh. comedian. And yeah. he does the UFC fights. And it's sure. like, he, that doesn't no. really make him normal or cool. You know, like, it sounds kind of cool, but listen to him talk for a while. Like, comedy-wise, yeah. like, he's a comedian. I don't really think he's all that great. Like, he's got some good jokes, but for the most part, his sets are pretty dry. Yeah, and I don't for think me, I don't like his me. delivery. I no, like I don't comedy. think he's very, he's very abrasive with the way he does it. And he's kind of, like, trying to force you to laugh. And I've seen him like do shows where he's not being very funny and then he's rude to the audience like you motherfuckers should laugh because this is good and if you don't like it you don't have a sense of humor and it's like or you're not being funny like yeah yeah like i get a bad crowd but there's you can't just think you're the fantastic comedian do a fucked up job and then and then blame the people for not finding you funny like there's a difference there like a bad crowd is one thing, but if they seem like they're quiet and they're listening and they're laughing at some of your stuff, but yeah. not all of it, it sounds to me like maybe you just have some pretty dry jokes. They're not being rude. They're not, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they're not being a bad audience. You're just not making them laugh, and that's not their fault. <laughs> You're the guy that's – it's your job, not theirs, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's funny because he talks about that a lot in his podcast about how, like, if, if the, the audience is not laughing, like, it's not their fault. But yeah, I, but I, but then he talks about that because I've literally seen him on shows like just turn into a dick to the audience. Yeah, see, and that's sometimes the it's weird because it would it would be like they're not doing anything but not laughing, and he you can feel the tension while watching it, and then he comes out and like comments on it, 
like uh. like Bill Burr does that kind of shit, but he does it in a funny way. He'll say like yeah. Hitler jokes, you know, and oh, he'll yeah. be real quiet. Love Hitler. And he'll come out and be like, <laughs> and he'll he'll come out and say something like, "Do you see how fucking quiet it is in this room right now? Like the tension." Yeah. And he's doing it in a light way of like, yeah. I get you guys don't find that funny, but he right. breaks that tension and people laugh at that. Whereas Joe Rogan comes off like, "These jokes are funny." If you guys can't find this funny, then I don't know if you're going to enjoy this show. And it's like, that's not, I don't feel like that's the right way to go about it to, to break the ice with your audience. I mean, no. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes comedians can tell good jokes and they need to have that icebreaker thing. Like when me and Josh and Kelly and my wife went and saw uh, Joe Coy, like yeah. he did a really good job of, of like breaking the tension in the room at the beginning where it can be uncomfortable by commenting on things in our town. Yeah, he so made he fun. Of, to, he like made fun of Redding. <laughs> he did, yeah, he did not go into his set until after he had he had like you know brought everybody to the same place as him. You know, yeah, he's yeah. there to do a show and he has material he's going to tell. But he needs to find a way to bring the audience and grab our attention first. And he right. did an excellent way of being like, so I've been in this town for. You know, last couple days, dude, you guys have nothing to fucking do here. Yeah. He's like, I've literally walked across the street to a bridge, and that was it. Like, that's all you guys got. So he spent like five, maybe ten minutes talking shit about us. Oh yeah, he in was a talking funny shit way. about the hotel. He was talking shit yeah. about the mall. It was awesome, yeah. dude. I haven't. I don't usually just die during like a stand-up special when you're just watching it on Netflix. But dude, I was. Kelly was like, God, you were fucking dying that whole time. I was just cracking up. In, in person is different. Yeah. In person yeah. is different, too. You could have watched that same exact set on TV, and you probably wouldn't have laughed as hard. Yeah, right. It's weird when you're immersed in it, because especially, like I said, if you're you can only pull you paying, in. You're only paying attention to that. Yeah, you're yeah, not looking at You're locked things. in on every word he says. Yeah. But like right. I say, if he, if he pulls you in, like... Like, he doesn't pull you in on a Netflix special, but if you're in the audience, he's talking to you. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're not watching him talk to other people. He's talking to you. So it's, yeah. you're more involved in it. It just, it hits a little harder. But anyways, yeah. my long story short, Joe Coy, when we went and saw him, he did a very good job of reeling in the audience to get you to be a part of it. And then his jokes were able to flow better and people were more accepting of them and, and found them funnier. Whereas... Yeah. Joe Rogan, if you watch his shit, he doesn't really do that. Like, he doesn't no. try to connect with his audience. He doesn't try to bring the comedy to them and make them feel like, hey, we're all in this together as one. Like, I'm not giving you a show. We're all just yeah. hanging out and we're laughing together. And that's how it should feel. And he doesn't do that. And then when he doesn't have a good audience, he doesn't try to feel his audience out. He just tells them that they're a shit audience. <laughs> hmm. The That's only times I've ever seen good McKe or uh, good McKeedians, good comedians do that shit is when they legitimately have a bad crowd, and they just finally fucking say like, you know what? I'm up here. I'm telling my jokes whether you like it or not. If you yeah. like it, great. If you don't, whatever. But they're yeah. usually crowds of like people who won't shut up. You got people that are booing. People, you know, it's like weird dynamic in the room but yeah, with Joe right. Rogan it's like you could have a perfectly fine crowd if they just don't find him funny he gets butthurt yeah, I, I don't think know. his stuff is well thought out and I think he tries to think about the delivery but it's just he doesn't I don't know something about it being too rehearsed and too mechanical but I yeah. do like I do like his podcast he's more he tries for to me I feel like he tries to be inquisitive and tries to be open-minded and think about stuff so I, I like hearing his podcast just for the just for the 
you know, I'll pick and choose which ones I listen to. See, I yeah, I, for sure. I'm kind of with you on that. Like a, the the comedian part of it, I I agree with. Like, I just don't think he's that great of a comedian. I think he's got too much fat, is like what I like to call it. He's got too much fat on his jokes, where yeah. it kind of loses the appeal. Mm. <clears throat> but in his podcast, I usually only like to listen to it for the guests. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, like that's... nine times out of ten, his guests are better than he is on the episode. You know what well, I mean? he talks about the same shit. If you notice, like, and and I can't really fault him for this, but like, he he's telling a story to somebody new every time. So yeah. like, he makes yeah. the same point to everybody. Yeah. And so like, I just get tired of hearing that, but I do like hearing what everybody else has to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. He also has like a, he's big into like hallucinogen drugs, and he yep. he says some out there stuff that yes. I think are honestly like a result of the hallucinogen drugs, like. I think he has seen some weird shit while being on the drugs, yeah. and it's, like, convinced him of certain things. So yeah. he has kind of an out-there personality. And so, like, when he's talking to some people, like, he, I've, I've seen him make other comedians or other just, you know, non-comedian guests awkward feeling when you listen to him, or especially if you watch it on YouTube. You can yeah. actually physically see the dynamic change in the room <laughs> where he'll say some out-there out shit, and be like, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta admit, like this is kind of like such and such. And then the person on the other side is like, I, I don't, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> that still doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But they got that like head shake with the wide eyes, like, yeah, <laughs> just not and agree with him. It'll all be over some, soon, you know. He says some stuff, and and sometimes he'll walk it back. Like he he definitely says some things, and then later he realizes, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that, or I don't really mean that. It's 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 interesting the way that he conducts himself during these podcasts, and you can see his demeanor is totally different when he has an expert on in a topic that he literally knows nothing about. Like he's very inquisitive, like Dewey was saying, and then like when he has his one of his comedian friends on or like multiple comedian friends, he almost plays like the leader role where he, you know, he is the host, but he kind of like he plays the alpha role, and he's way more obnoxious and like. That's the time that he says shit that he doesn't right, mean and walks back later. The ones I love are ones when you have comedians that are, they just, I mean, he's living in their shadow essentially and he can't out alpha them. Like when Dave Chappelle's like on, when oh, Dave yeah, Chappelle, okay. Bill Burr, Kevin Hart, like you get some of the biggest comedians yeah. out there. Like yeah. these are the top dudes in the game and they'll, they'll sit down with him and he'll try to like push his opinions. I like... Yeah. I love listening to him talk about doing shows with great comedians, and he'll talk about those moments like with, uh, with like bad crowds or or things he's, that he's experienced. And I love it when the other comedians are just like, "Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Like, I haven't like that. <laughs> I no, didn't have that, any bad crowds. Yeah, that shit doesn't happen to me. Like, I haven't experienced. You know what I mean? And they don't give a fuck. Like, I know he's trying to alpha, like you said, and be be the host and be like, "You're on my show. We talk about what I." But those comedians, like, they don't give a shit. You know, like yeah. they're the, they're the top of their game. They don't care. They're gonna just they're perfectly honest. That's the great thing about comedians is comedians learn to just be honest about everything for the most part. Because yeah. that's that's part of doing comedy is like you literally just say exactly what it is, how it is, and and that's what kind of makes it funny. Because the truth that's is sure. funny a lot of the times. And so when they can, when they call him out, I love I love hearing that shit. So maybe I like I like Joe Rogan when he's getting his ass handed to him. <laughs> then yeah. I then I like him, but I don't know. He just kind of bothers me sometimes. Yeah, he, I he get seems, that. I, it seems odd. He he's weird. 
He's really weird. He definitely has some quirks that repeat themselves quite often. But when he has experts on, that's interesting. Dude, he has some out there theories. You ought to just look up Joe Rogan theories. I'm not kidding, man. Yeah, he has developed. Uh, I, like you might talk about a things. lot of stuff, but he's got yeah, he's got some like I like legit ideas on how things work and what things exist. And oh shit really? I thought are, he was pretty grounded in like in like facts and stuff like that, and like not really wanting to assert. Yeah, things. but he's but he's big into the supernatural too, and there's nothing factual about supernatural I shit. I don't he, know, man. I, I don't dude, think he so. Is. He calls it woo-woo. So like, yeah, he calls it. I dude, think, I've heard so many times him talking. I think about, he's like, into. Weird shit I think he's he into alien and, stuff. He's kind of like into the alien. Yeah. yeah. He wants to believe. He wants and to. Hallucinogens. Like and hallucinogens. He likes, he likes like, conspiracy he's, theories. He's pretty, like, Him and open. Bill Burr talked about that because Bill Burr was a big conspiracy theorist for a long time. He even talks yeah. now about how, like, he's like, I look back at that and I'm like, why the fuck did I believe that shit? But he was deep into it. And he's talked about having conversations with guys like uh, fucking, what's his name? Who are we talking about? Joe Rogan. Yeah, like he had conversations, and he's like, "There's people I know who still believe this shit, and it's hard for me to talk to them about it now, because I look back and I'm like, that seems crazy. I don't know why I thought that way, but they still believe, and that's guys like huh. Joe Rogan. Like they're it's into hard. some weird shit. It's hard for me to, from listening from all the things that I I haven't listened to every single episode, but it's just hard for me knowing the way he approaches things with like such a um you know, grain of salt sort of mentality. It's hard for me to believe that he's still into like outlandish conspiracy theories, but I guess when you're the guy, everybody seems grounded when you're comparing to what's his name, Reese, what's like the, Rush Limbaugh or Alex Jones, Alex or? Jones. Yeah. Everybody seems grounded when you're talking to, when you're comparing to Alex Jones. Well, because you're you're right though, because Alex Jones just like spouts things off, spouts and, like, fucking doesn't nonsense. But he's been right a minute. So like, I don't. I think you know what I mean. I think you can't discredit every conspiracy theory, but I, I for sure. But I think you can't just be like at every single turn, everything's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I buy your argument, Blevins. I mean, from all the things that I've listened to, and and Rogan, he changes his opinion on things as time goes on. So, like, early episodes, he seemed a lot more into the UFO stuff. And later episodes, he's more of, like, I want to believe and we have a lot of good evidence. But I don't know. Like, I, I, I think Dewey's is in line with what I'm thinking just because of, of the ones that I've listened to. It's just He does seem to approach things pretty logically. Um, he definitely has the psychedelic thing. He's always talking about how if everybody just microdosed on mushrooms – at least the people who could tolerate it and, and wouldn't have negative like medical reactions to it, then everything would be all right. And that's that's you know that's a fine hypothesis, I guess. But um, right, but I mean, he dives a little deeper into why. Like, there's other times where he's talked about it. Like yeah. he does it in his stand-up sets too. Like he talks about that shit. And he, I mean, I get in a stand-up set, he's trying to make people laugh. So I'm sure yeah. there's some sort of over exaggeration with whatever his story is. But yeah. he legitimately believes that like. The things that you see or feel when you're on hallucinogens, I mean, like he he thinks that everybody should do that and experience it. But then that makes you like I have friends who have done a lot of hallucinogens and they're out there now. 
Like, yeah. and I, I don't mean out there like running around. I mean, like their brains are out there. When yeah. you try to have a conversation with them, like they believe in some, I had friends who believed that they were in control of their dreams. That's like, not that outlandish. Like they would, like they would be able to put themselves to sleep and then take control of their dream, go do what they wanted to in their dream, like they were living subconsciously within themselves. I, I believe in one hundred percent control. Yeah, and that's then come out dreaming. of it. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty well documented, like lucid, lucid dreams. Yeah. Right, and it's weird that all of them were doing acid right around the time that they were yeah. being able to control this type of shit. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, like. No one I've known who didn't do hallucinogens was able to just be like, you know, I feel like going to sleep right now, and I'm going to go do this in my dream. And then they fall asleep, go do it, change their mind, do other stuff. That's weird. Remember yeah. everything to AT and wake up fine. Yeah. And yet almost every person I've known who's done acid or mushrooms or a combination of both has somehow been able to do that. There's a connection there. Yeah, and that's it's weird. a little that's out there. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, then that's what I'm saying. It's like you start to be able to think like weird supernatural things are possible, that there's weird abilities that you can do. And I get like we we can't tap into any more than like ten percent of our brain. So who knows? Maybe I don't think that's true. I think maybe that's that is myth. possible. Well, we they say we're not using nearly as much of our brain power as what's there. And I believe it because I mean look at how far we've come from, you know, if you believe in caveman mentality to where we are now we're, we're ever growing i think that's I mean, sort of made it I this think, far i think there's some i think go. there's some credence to that it's hard to put a number on it but like there is some you know there is some actually documented things that you can point to like you you know the phenomenon where you're driving home from work from a path that you normally take and then you kind of you kind of like look around and realize you're like oh like how did i just I like just drove three miles and I didn't even realize yeah, but they, it. But that's, that's like but your, that's not like some weird control. That's your brain. It, your brain takes photographs, and there's and that's what your memory is. It's photographs. They talk about that yeah, for like motorcycles. It's a perfect example. Exactly. Well, no, I was trying to I was trying to make a point where it's that's your brain not needing to take in all the information. You're just kind of you're on autopilot. You're focusing, and like that's the whole point of why people are so prone to like stereotype and like and make assumptions about other people is because your brain literally like can't take in all this in new information. So you yeah, just like have to, to be lazy. Yeah. You've got to try to be lazy and bucketize and like, you can't be critical thinking all the time. So I think there's a little right. bit of credence to what you're saying, Blevins of like not using all of your brain all the time. Oh yeah. 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 I think I, that that 10%, I, 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 pretty sure it was a podcast like stuff you should know or something that the 10 percent number i think has been misconstrued over the years and it's really that we understand about what 10 percent of our brain does yeah and i think it's been twisted over the years to we only use 10 percent of our brain got it i think yeah i've always heard that like you only like they did they've done like brain tests you know where they watch it being firing like the Uh neurons or whatever triggering and stuff and they say that only like 10 percent of your actual brain power is is used. I don't know how they measure that, but somehow they've been like you know they do like the graphic design shit yeah. that kind of yeah, shows you like how it's MRI. how it's working versus what is not you know and and how much available capacity there technically is and stuff. Sure. I don't know. I'm just saying uh, that I think Joe Rogan says some weird shit, and I think there's a connection with doing the drugs <laughs> he does on a regular basis. <laughs> That uh, that you know have a connection to that. 
It could be. I, 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 I think like that it also, like, it's gone to his head that he now has a platform and people listening, and he talks to a bunch of people, yeah. so he feels like he can say the outlandish shit that he... Maybe they're just thought experiments. Like, like Dewey and I did a thought experiment with Hitler. It's like, I don't believe a lot of the shit that I said, but I'm just like, let's go down that path and see yeah. where it takes us. Yeah. yeah. I like hearing Joe talk about his weird thoughts and experiment, or, like, just weird feelings when he's baking himself in his fucking sauna at 200 oh yeah 220 degrees and how he's just like the last five minutes man you just like <laughs> thinking crazy thoughts and weird shit like i yeah. bet i bet those are some weird ass thoughts man they Big have shirt. to and those things have impacts like that's exactly my point <laughs> he, he he puts himself in these positions on purpose right like think yeah. about people who have gone through traumatic shit in their life, and they always say that there's like a, there's always like a mental scar there, and it makes them do like weird things. Like, like my wife's cousin, like when he was in the military, he um, he w- served overseas. He was like a ranger or something like that, and they were um, fighting against sex traffickers in in Asia, and basically they were in these villages. Shoot and them so, all in the face. Yeah, so well, that's what they were doing. They were basically they would kill these guys when they got a chance to. This this her cousin is both of her cousins were like one was recon marine, one was a ranger. They were special forces, and the stories they've told are fucking gnarly. But this one cousin I'm talking about, he's a vegan now because of being over there. Because I guess they would go like they would fight these tra- sex traffickers. Well, those those gangs or groups that were the sex traffickers, they would go raid a village, and they would murder the people, and then they would pile the bodies up outside of their compound. And they would burn the bodies, so they would. He would be in his base, and they would smell the smell of burning bodies. So anytime he's at a barbecue, and you're like cooking burgers or whatever, it like makes him nauseous and shit. So he, whoops, sorry. He became a vegan because of that shit. But my point I'm getting at is like his first marriage um, ended because of the psychological trauma that he had from those experiences. I guess he used to like wake up in the middle of the night and think he was still there. And he would, like, try to be reaching for his rifle, and his wife was afraid that, like, he was going to kill her by accident, you know? Because he would wake up thinking, like, there's somebody there to to kill him, and so he'd end up reacting how he's been trained to and done so many times before. And that's my point I'm getting at, is when you are in a situation where it's that stressful and it makes you go through that much physically or mentally, it can change the way your brain functions almost permanently or at least for a long period of time without help to change it back so if yeah. joe rogan's sitting in a hot tub at 220 degrees cooking himself literally like a lobster <laughs> i mean what do you think is going to happen psychologically if he does it over and over and he's admitting yeah 225 minutes to go you know i'm just ready to fucking leap off a skyscraper after this <laughs> it's like dude if you do it however many times he does it at what point are you not going to have permanent psychological damage where that shit's going to start occurring when you're not in that That's hot tub? Interesting. He looks, you know what I mean? I think he looks at it more of like an accomplishment to like get through it. Yeah. And, well, and there's scientific studies and there are, around it, too. There are scientific, yeah, to like the health, uh, excuse me, the health benefits to that shit. God damn it. We're, but not we're to the about point a, of a like sauna, sauna, not a hot tub. The sauna. As my, oh, 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 I see, I see. Yeah. I had but a, see, this, it's like, but it's the same as like when I, I take cold showers. I haven't had a hot shower or a warm shower in in literally like two months. I turn the knob to ice cold, and I hop in, and that's it. But I'm not yeah. in there forever. Doesn't I the take soap a, not suds up as well? I always found no. that the soap didn't suds up as well in cold water. 
Is there well, any? I don't. I don't. I don't suds myself while the water's running on me. I get wet and then I soap my entire body. Military shower. Okay. I do. And I then do I. Too. And then I get back in and I rinse. I try to do that. Because yeah. we're gonna drown. Are you in a Are you in a uh, hurricane right now, Dewey, or what? I'm sorry. The wind The wind picked up. I'm pa- yeah, that apologize. Got, that got gale force. Right it wasn't end. that bad on my end. I don't uh, have anyway, my, I don't have my mic condom right now, so no, you're you're all right. Anyway, so yeah. what I was saying right, though yeah. is like, it's when I get into the shower, I take a cold shower. Like it's a it's a sense of accomplishment, right? Because I've been showering cold forever, and it's it's hard for people to do that. For me now, it's normal. If I yeah. if I have the water on hot, or if I get in after Tess has had it, and it's on just like straight up and down, like the middle, not hot, not cold, but right down the center, that feels like scalding water to me. Whereas <laughs> before, that would been like you know cold ish. But because yeah. I'm so used to it, that's the way it is. And, and I feel a sense of accomplishment in being able to do a healthier shower that way. However, I'm not going to go to the point of hypothermia, like go to the Arctic and then dip in the water and sit in it for 30 minutes and then be like, the last five minutes I was seeing polar bears dancing, <laughs> you know, they were shooting off confetti bombs and throwing there, a birthday party. Like it's that's weird appa- shit. Apparently, though, there are those health benefits too. jumping in yeah. an ice bath and being able to sit there for a little while. There are, but not for that long to where you're starting to see things. I think that there's wow. a, and that's what I'm trying to get at is there's a fine line between doing an extreme that can have a health benefit and a sense of accomplishment and then going too far to the point where you're hurting yourself. Like, like our fasting, for example, it, it yeah. has its health benefits, but not to the point of starvation. Like, it's yeah, good to fast, think, but not kill yourself. I don't think Rogan's yourself. going over. Like, I, he's, he's doing this sauna thing, and I think he's, like, 185. So we're not up at 220. But he's doing it within the range of, of the evidence that he has that points to the health benefits. I mean, like... He admits, he admits to saying tough. that, like at five minutes till, he's seeing things. <laughs> I don't know. I think if you're that going was Josh's to that hypothesis. Point. Yeah, I don't know if he said seeing things or just like shit was getting, you know, the intense. I think he said something like intense thoughts and and like, like, not visions, but like just. I don't know. Crazy. He's intro- pushing himself to like a survival instinct yeah. level, right? It seems the way he put it in one of his posts, it seemed like he was like really up against it, like having to force himself to stay there. And that's what I'm and that's what all I'm trying to get at is if you put yourself to a point where like your body and your brain start taking over your rational thoughts and they start giving you thoughts that are like a survival (laughs) thing. Yeah, Yeah. you that's the kind of shit that traumatizes people. And I go back to like a military thing. That's what traumatizes a lot of those people is they are put into a position where they're in like a, it's not about normalcy anymore. It's just literally survive. And then when they come back, that's PTSD. They come back with it. A lot of them come back with issues because of it. And that's the kind of thing is like when you, if you're forcing your body in trauma like that, and and then you have weird, irrational thoughts, like you're not going to stay normal. And when I listen to Joe Rogan, I hear that a lot. I hear a lot of weird shit. He'll be nor- I'm not saying he's a bad host or a bad podcaster. Like he says a lot of normal stuff and can hold yeah. real conversations. But it's like I can't maybe that's why I don't like listening to him too much. Is every time I listen, it's like out of nowhere there will be that comment or two <laughs> that just comes out of left field and I ha- like and then they move on, but in my head I'm like, "Wait, what what the fuck did I just hear?" And it's like they they get thrown in there. There's weird things that would happen that he would say, 
And as I listen, I just think to myself, like, if I was hanging around this dude, I would be like, like, you're kind of weird, man. I don't know. I don't know that I'd really want to spend too much time around him. Yeah, not I'd too much. But then maybe not. I don't. I would love. I would love to go smoke a joint with Joe and just. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. <laughs> I, I want to bring this for a circle, full circle back to the psychedelics, though. But just to your point about PTSD, uh, Rogan had some sort of an expert on that talked about how um, vets with PTSD were benefiting from um, psychedelic therapy. Some, yeah. some. I heard or, that. I heard that one. Poten- yeah, and I could see that helping them because it would take the edge off of what they're feeling in real life yeah is that i mean if that makes sense i could but see it, was, it taking them to a better place or whatever it's like well no not happens. just like not, it wasn't I think, temporary no not just an escape it was an actual <clears throat> like kind of changing your brain chemistry a little bit yeah i think is the point is the point that the psychedelic the psychedelics tries to make is that like it is it's changing it's changing something it's doing something it's not just an escape Whereas, yeah, you know, al- yeah, alcohol, know. like alcohol I don't know that that's weed. necessarily a good thing, though. For well, some, for the here's the thing. PTSD. But maybe not all of them. I mean, Not all of them, for sure. It's like, like Josh just made a good point, like alcohol. Some people drink alcohol. Like when I drink alcohol, I get very friendly. I get very happy. I just like to chill and have a good time. I don't want problems. Yeah. I have I have friends who, when they get to a certain point of alcohol, like they're they're mean. And it's like yeah. they are every single time. My buddy Tyler, I'm not even friends with him anymore because we had a falling out because of alcohol. But yeah. when he would drink, he would have two phases. He would go super nice and lovey. I mean, the stereotypical like, man, I love you, man. You're my best friend. You're so fucked. I don't know what I'd do without you. And then he'd have like two or three more beers. And all of a sudden it was like, what the fuck is your problem? Like he would get like legit angry. And it was every fucking party without fail to the point where yeah. we were like, only drink this much, dude, because like you're cool to this point. But once right. you start seeing him go over, we're all like, "Oh my god, this is gonna get bad very quick." And yeah. every time it did, every time. And that's what I'm saying with those psychedelics. You might get some PTSD guys where all of a sudden they're on cloud nine, like, "Hey man, this is great, man." But then you get those other dudes that are like, "They're fucking bombing us," you know, and they get all pissed off and want to start <laughs> killing people. Like that's the guy you gotta worry about. Uh. Yeah, yeah, you I, got a microdose. I'm not a huge. I'm not the proponent here of of psychedelics either. I've never. I haven't done them because mostly I don't want to. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave my physical plane. I, I like. I like my I sense like of control. I like my sense right. of self inside myself, and yeah, you know, I, you know, I think I covered this before. I think I covered this before. I'm a Christian, so I believe in God. What? I, yeah, I know. I've covered this before, but I also oh, do. Jesus. I, I, oh Jesus! I oh Jesus! I also do believe that there are some, there are some forces in the world, and there are some things that can be tapped into. And I don't, I don't want to push certain things, like, for example, like Ouija boards and all that weird stuff. And and in my in my instance, psychedelics. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want myself, my soul, my being, whatever you want to call it, leaving my person, because I, I like truly believe in. You know, there's some forces. I'm not like super. You know, oh, this is. You know, there's nothing going on in the world. Like I believe there's some. There's some shit. You know what I mean? I believe. I believe in like extra, extra stuff going on in the world. You know what I mean? I think it's. Um. 
I don't know. I think there's there's some historical. Well, I mean, evidence you got to elaborate on that a little bit, Joe, because I don't really know what you're talking about right now. So, <laughs> well, like, um, well, I, you, I can't, get, you can't just say I believe there's extra stuff going on in well, the world. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what the hell so is like, extra stuff? I don't know. About, like weird, what? like people doing like blood rituals and like you know Ouija boards and all this shit and like praying to weird stuff and doing I don't know like sacrifices I don't yeah, know there's man. total satanic cults and yeah, shit yeah well there. I, mean, I well you can call them a cult but like I think that like I think certain things I I'm just not discrediting every single thing that people about uh, all those different you're not you're saying like you're not gonna say that there aren't supernatural things yeah that can happen yeah or could happen yeah yeah, yeah. And because I get that. because like i think there are some like powers or there's some there's some stuff in the world that can be tapped into that aren't necessarily like you know of the godly nature but i'm not saying that that they can't be that they can't happen you know what I mean? Just because I'm, yeah. just because I have my faith, and I, um, can, I agree with that. You know, I maybe, I don't know. I talk about Joe Rogan and I'm like, <laughs> I don't like the way he's fucking crazy. Maybe it's just the way he uh, puts it out there. Yeah. He does it similar to how he does his comedy, and it's, I, I like abrasive comics, but I don't think his is a good abrasive. I think his is more of like a cram down your throat, it's like it sort of, or I don't like you. T- yeah, yeah. It's a little too like. He is I don't very know, dominating, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. and, I, and I don't really care for that. And the way he delivers, it doesn't feel equal. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Is when I listen to the things yeah. he says, it doesn't feel equal to me. It feels like he's. I get the vibe more in his podcast that he's talking to himself hmm. more than the person across from him. A lot of the comments yeah. he says, have you ever notice how he's always like looking up yeah, when he'll say down. things, and he yeah. almost trails off a little bit. Like, if I'm talking to you guys right now and I do Joe talking to the person across, he would start to look up and he kind of just start saying things like, you know, and then just saying yeah. stuff to himself. And then, and then he kind of come back to the conversation and you're like, you're, dude, where did you go right there? You were not here for across from somebody, though. Like, it's, it's an awfully aggressive stance to be like I get looking that. eye to eye. I get that. But, like, we're also on video and doing a podcast. We're having a conversation. But can, right, but we're still having the conversation. Can you imagine yeah. if, as I'm sitting here talking to you guys, I just start like, I just start saying the things that I kind of want to say, but then I'm just kind of like doing the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he I'm does still, that. He does that a little bit. And then we're back at what we we're talking about. You know what I mean? But I. He, but if I trail point. off and never stop having the conversation with you, but you don't feel like you're in it all of a sudden, and then all of a yeah. sudden it comes back to you. That's the vibe I get from him. And okay. it's it's just kind of a trip listening to him. I feel like he's he's a weird dude. I yeah, I don't know. And he it's not that I talk don't about... like him. I I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I feel bad. I, okay. like, I, I don't want to. You don't I have to. I'm, con- I'm at a conflict with myself because I don't want to not like him. Well, truly, I, I think it's know. because of the comedy. I think Reese and I are more exposed to him on the podcast level. Yeah, I don't know his comedy. No, exactly. See, I didn't listen to his comedy until after I had listened to a lot of his podcasts. Yeah, because he wasn't. He's not that popular of a comic, in my opinion. So, like. I didn't really he's not see. That good of a comic. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. Like, I think yeah. I think you being having stand up in your background, I think you judge him more on his comedy, which I agree isn't that good. Um, yeah. So I think that's well, and then and then I haven't listened to the podcast that he does nearly as much as you two have. So yeah. I've seen more of his comedy, and then yeah. 
and then his, you know, uh, well, yeah, posting I can see why of, like, UFC fights and yeah. shit like that. So, I can see and why you don't UFC like fight. complete sense. Yeah. yeah, he's just a great announcer for that kind yeah. of stuff, but he and he knows fighting, so he's not... There's really no win or lose for him in that situation. And right. then in in any other realm I've seen him in, it's always been, like, what he's not as good at. Yeah. And then, well, I don't know. And then there's times I've I've watched him and he talks about comedy being, like, his main thing. I've been in comedy longer than I've been in, he's, he, in anything yeah, else. Yeah, he really likes and he, it. And he did. Like, he was the stand-up comic before he did Fear Factor. That's yeah. why he got into Fear Factor was because they saw yeah. him doing stand-up and, you know, asked him to host. And then the same thing with the UFC. Like, he was doing comedy well before that. So in his mind, comedy is, like, his main career. Yeah. And then the other stuff's just what he's branched out into. But sure. that's hard for me because when I watch his comedy, I'm like, in my opinion, that's the worst thing you've done. Yeah. Like, out yeah. of all the stuff you've been successful at, that is what I feel like you were not as good at. You're a better podcast host and a better announcer at UFC fights and a better host of Fear Factor than you've ever been a comic, in my yeah. opinion. That that tracks. I mean, and, and I don't <coughs> think that there's ever been a better application for that for that saying. But, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see <laughs> – because I did watch – I started to watch Triggered, and I was like, this isn't that funny. I'm done with this. Yeah, I know. But his podcast, like he – he is trying to be a better person with almost every one of his podcasts. Like I can almost see it when I watch. He the called video. it triggered. I know, dude. I'm talking about it. I'm telling you, he blames the fucking audience for everything, man. Like uh, he came he hates out triggered, folks. Dude, he started one called triggered so that if anybody got mad, he could just be like, "Well, you're just triggered." You know what I mean? Like he just wanted to. Uh, yeah, yeah. He hates me. that cancel culture and everything. He talks about that all the time. But, like, he, he, he has a battle with himself, like, in every episode, I, I feel like, where he, he wants to say things like he does in comedy to get that, like, shock and awe value. But he also knows that this isn't that platform and that he, he is trying to be a better person. He still comes it, off pretty aggressive. I think it hinders him on both sides because he's not committed yeah. either way. I think that might maybe that's the biggest problem is he's not Could committed be. to being fully, like— you know shock value so he's yeah. stepping back so it doesn't have the full effect of what shock value would be but it's just enough to take you out of a comfort zone for the comedy yeah. setting that he's in so yeah. he's not really doing either way any justice he, yeah. he either needs to go full tilt one direction or the other but i don't just, know if i agree with that he just doesn't deliver for me he just his comedy <laughs> he just doesn't his voice his mannerisms like exactly Kevin, like, like Kevin weird. Hart Kevin Hart can literally just like start talking and like just the way he says things he's hilarious yeah, it's, it's just like he you're just you're cracking up at just his uh delivery of the just he can just start telling a story and it's hilarious but well, look at Kevin Hart the way he moves the way his his yeah the way he changes pitch, the way he exactly. delivers the words. Exactly. And you look yeah. at Joe Rogan, he literally just, I mean, dude, yeah, he's saying he, like this. Yeah, he's Every so podcast, stiff. He's like head down, mic in his chest, and he just stares at the audience through the top of his eyes. Yeah, he's so in stiff. In one spot. So I, I think we all are, I mean, I, I'm totally in agreement with you that he's not, uh, comedy, I don't. Tune. Let's. I'll. I'll not tune into that. But I do like. Yeah. I do like his. Uh, I do like his podcast. They're good. I mean, he. Uh, I, I. So to your point, Blevins, about him maybe like not being good at anything because he's trying to do both things at the same time. Like, I don't. I don't I that think, wasn't really my point. I was trying to get at. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe <clears throat> I. But go ahead. I want to hear your point. 
Well, I mean, if if he is trying to be a better person in in his stand up, then that is a terrible strategy because I think the value in the stand up is the shock and on. You say things that are shocking. That's the whole point of comedy. But um, I I think in his podcast he brings comedy to it because that is such a big part of his past, and and he's also trying to like be a better person, learn about stuff, and like be accepting and but still at the same time rational. And I think that, that he does a good balance of that. He Obviously, he does pretty well because he has, like, the largest podcast audience in the world. Whereas, like, somebody like Alex Jones, he has a very <laughs> niche population of people that listen to him that, that agree with the things that he's saying. Whereas Joe Rogan is, like, he'll break everything down to, like, the science of it. He does have his biases for sure. But Alex Jones, like, he's he's gone so far to yeah. the one end of the spectrum that his audience is diminished because of it. So that yeah. was just my Outlanded. point. Is that I, Joe Rogan has a good balance, at least for what he right, does. Right, and I get that. When you say the comedy, though, like it needs to be, um, it needs to be kind of uh, what was the term we were using right there? Again, it needs to be one way or the other, or like. No, well, what was the term we used for being like in your face or? or oh, aggressive or assertive. No, 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 that wasn't it. Anyways. I was saying that like he's either he's either abrasive. not being yeah abrasive. Well, no, that wasn't it either. That wasn't it. <laughs> no, no, face. it was a term. We were. I can't. I had it in my head, and then I was trying to listen, and then I forgot it because you know how I am with my. Memory. I appreciate you trying to listen. <clears throat> I'm trying. Uh, anyways, what what I mean, you said in there that like you think that comedy should be that way, and the like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it should be kind of in your face, and it should be yeah. over yeah. the top. It should be. But I don't that's necessarily agree with that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't agree. It either. can be the point for yeah, some people, and that's and that was what my point was: is he wasn't going a hundred percent in either oh, direction. Okay. Yeah, you know, like, he wasn't like, going a hundred percent in the just the straight comedy side of it, and he wasn't going a hundred percent in the direction of, you know, stirring the pot either. And that's where his problem was. Whoops, goddamn it! Like a good example that's where is like was. Jim Gaffigan. He's not outlandish. Yeah. He's but he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not being abrasive. He's not yeah. saying things that are like trying to really, yeah. you know, yeah. trigger people and get yeah. them offended. He just does clean comedy. Jerry Seinfeld does clean comedy. Brian Regan does clean comedy. They're you know who three three names are there the top yeah. comics in the world. You, you know? know who but I was listening to lately because I've been listening to a lot of comedy just like on Pandora, uh, yeah. who's hilarious and I forgot he had such hilarious comedy. Daniel Tosh. He does like Tosh Point oh. Interesting. Yeah. His dude, stuff he, was pretty good. He was all that funny. Was, he, oh, his dude. his stand up is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Huh. His stand up is great. His early shit. Yeah. His early shit is like pre to uh, Tosh 2.0. It's yeah. fucking unbelievably good. He's hilarious. He, he was like one of the big names back then before he did the show. Yeah. And then he stopped doing so much stand up specials because of the show at that yeah. point. Yeah, but yeah. his his shit before that, yeah, you ought to listen to his old stuff. He's fucking awesome. He's hilarious. He and he's he says <laughs> the he's the Hitler joke on steroids, dude. He's oh he, really? Oh god, yeah. yes, like dying cancer kids, and he was like, well, I'm gonna make and, fun of them. You know, he's just yeah, like, and he's yeah. a great example of the opposite of like a Jim Gaffigan. Oh, or Jerry, oh like yeah. he he is what I'm. He's like a so those are perfect examples. Jim Gaffigan and and Daniel Tosh are like. 
polar opposites, but they both go 100% in the direction they're going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Tosh, he doesn't... Like, we're talking about Joe Rogan, like, saying something that might ruffle some feathers, but then he pulls back a little bit. So you don't have enough to really get the punch of what he's getting at. Yeah. But it's enough to make people uncomfortable. And so you've got them in that weird spot. Daniel Tosh goes so far, you're, like, very uncomfortable. Yes. But you can't help but laugh. <laughs> but you laugh. Because, because you like, know oh, how shit. deep he's going. Yeah, you're yeah. like, fuck, he just said that? Yeah. And then he follows it with another one, and then yeah, another yeah. one, and then another. And, dude, you're like... This dude is going ballistic right yeah, now, and yeah. it's excellent. And then huh. you listen to Jim Gaffigan, and you're like, these are the most vanilla jokes I've ever heard, but they're so fucking good. You know, they're so clean and pure, but he hits yeah. home with them. Those are two comics who are, I guess that's exactly what I was trying to say earlier, and maybe didn't put it as well. I needed Josh's help with that. But you get comics who go all the way, and that's yeah. what it takes to be a good comic. If you pull back on your joke, it's not going to come off as as good. You either need to have a joke that's going to, you know, go too far, but it needs to go really far, or it needs to just be clean enough to where you're not going to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Either way, you have to commit. Joe Rogan doesn't. He's in that weird middle zone where yeah, it's like where you just you know where he it. was going, yeah. but he didn't go there. You, you know? leave it awkward. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like it's almost as if when he tells jokes, he tries to like. Put the impression in your brain, and then look at you like, right? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? And it's like, it's like yeah. no, you need to say, say it. it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you need to we're say here it. at a comedy show. I don't want to be like, no, I got you. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, and like have this internal comedy show in my brain for you. Like, yeah. spell it out know? for me. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, gentlemen, I interesting need to go get dinner going for the family. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you I got do. stuff to do. Yeah, I got 20 minutes to eat, so I better do something yeah. too. All right, guys, you better get it done. Okay, right, man. Well, well, it was fun breaking yeah. the ice after a long vacation. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not uh, wait so long before we do another one of these guys. It's gonna it's gonna be hard for me to be able to do one of these by myself. So I probably will only be able to like work one in if it's with you guys. Okay. Okay. So, all right, boys. Well, that was fun. Good. We'll talk to you later. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Whoever That's is right. listening, we appreciate you. And the Bye-bye. German friends. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> That was a waste of time. What a great way to spend my time. This was a waste of time. Did we just completely waste everyone's time? It's my time. I'll do what I want with it. What a shit show. There's good content. I cannot think of anything better to do with my time. You know how much time we just wasted? That was short. We were only gone for a little bit. There's no other way I would like to use my time.